0: Hello, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews for nearly 20 years in written form. You can read them all, over 3,700 to choose from, at that website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Uh, I received a, a a very negative comment on iTunes, and I'm going to be discussing that after the review I'm going to be doing today. I don't necessarily have to dwell on it that much, but I figured since I discussed the positive comments, I might as well also discuss the negative ones. And I'll do that uh, after uh, the review of Anomalisa, which is today's film. It's an animated feature. uh It is a drama slash comedy. Uh, some people will, won't find it funny and some people will find it funny. So uh, I would put it in that range as with most of Charlie Kaufman's works because Charlie Kaufman did uh co direct the film with Duke Johnson and he also provides the screenplay. Uh it is uh R-rated film. This is a very adult animated feature, so I would not necessarily watch it with your kids, and I probably wouldn't watch it with your parents. Uh, it has some strong sexual content and graphic nudity and language. Uh, there's specifically a sex scene in the film that is pretty adult. Uh, the runtime is about an hour and a half, and David Thewlis, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Tom Noonan provide the voices of the characters in the movie. So in Anomalisa, it's obviously, as I mentioned, done by celebrated screenwriter Charlie Kaufman. He's returning to uh, theaters for the first time since 2008's Synecdoche, New York. And this is, as with all of his films thus far, another unique and often brilliant work by him. Anomalisa is based on his sound play. It's kind of an audio form of a play that he wrote back in 2005 for Carter Burwell's Theater of the New Year. And he wrote that under the pen name of Francis Frisjoli, which actually becomes a, a main theme in the movie as well. Uh, it was crowdsourced by a Kickstarter campaign, uh, the, the film, I should say, and um, in an effort to turn that play into a short film. And after Kaufman had secured nearly half a million dollars in funds to make the movie, uh, another film production company picked up the rest of the money that was needed in order to expand the project into a full length feature. In the movie, uh the main character is an unhappily married and middle-aged self-help author and an occupational speaker named Michael Stone, who's voiced by David Thewlis. And St- Michael Stone has traveled for a one-day stay in Cincinnati in order to deliver a lecture at a convention for those in the customer service industry. Michael is bored and lonely and sad. He isn't someone who particularly likes being around other people, and yet he also can't seem to tolerate having to be left alone with his own thoughts. It's kind of ironic that he's become an expert in giving good customer service tips when those who follow what he preaches get on his every nerve. But even beyond that, he hates himself even more, and yet he can't escape those feelings. During Michael's stay at an upscale hotel... He tries to get reacquainted with an ex-lover with whom he spurned severely uh, years before and then proceeds to make matters worse in his attempts to make them better. And then he meets a couple of women who are in the hotel that are there to see his speech. And one of those women is an introvert named Lisa, a lonely younger woman who seems to be different than just about anyone else that Michael has met in recent days. Anomalisa is a highly artistic and intellectual work, and as such, it's not going to be to every taste. This isn't the sort of thing that will make complete sense if you take it at face value, and I think part of the approach to tackling the main themes of the story comes through, uh, uh, the fact that it uses one voice actor, Tom Noonan, to voice every single character in the film other than Michael and Lisa, and Uh, even beyond that, uh, as far as their, uh, their look goes, they all seem to have the same facial structure, which is meant to further that feeling in Michael's life that everyone that he meets is basically all the same. And that makes Lisa all the more refreshing when he does encounter her. She is literally different than anyone he's met of late. The name of the hotel, as well as the pen name Kaufman used to uh, write his play frege Jolie, comes from the name of a delusion in which, uh, an actual delusion, uh, the person afflicted thinks that different people are the same person in disguise. And uh, even the style of animation that is used for making the film is, if you think about it, pretty ingenious. Uh, They used uh, 3D printer technology in order to craft the character designs for the film. And if uh, 3D printing is really a technology of replication, and that fits into this very unique world in which everything seems to be a copy of something real and not something uniquely real in and of itself. And it's in this world that Michael exists, this world of monotony and sameness, where people talk just to talk and without really having anything new or interesting or vital to say. And this is why Michael becomes so enamored of Lisa, who's a breath of fresh air in this very claustrophobic universe of uniformity. Though, you know, when it comes right down to it, in actual fact, the film, it eventually does point out that that too, she too may be uh, it's own, own form of illusion lisa is underneath it all just another person just like you and i as capable of producing the kind of idle chatter to pass the time as as the cab driver who takes michael to the hotel or the the bellhop who guides him up to his room if seeing everyone in the world as the same is one form of delusion then surely seeing one person among many as completely different an anomaly as you would say and hence the name anomalisa could also be seen as its own form of delusion. We, as people, fall in love with those whom we find special, but perhaps love is also part of that delusion that we found someone different than the rest that we want to hold on to until they ultimately are finally seen as who they truly are, who really is just the same as the rest of us deep down. We're all kind of the same, even though we're all unique if that makes sense. Now, if you're going into Anomalisa because someone tells you that it's great or wonderful or a genius uh, or hilarious or heartbreaking, you're probably already going into the film with the wrong mindset. I think that it's better to go into the film with a clean slate in your mind, not to expect uh, a great masterwork, just kind of take it in and, uh, Maybe the first time watch, you won't think of it as anything really special. You might even be confused by why anybody else would think so. And maybe you might even hate the film. But if you experience it like I did, it'll get under your skin and it'll just be on your thoughts for another day. And you'll eventually come to the conclusion that, you know, it may not be fully appreciated on its first watch, but there's something about it that is speaking to, at least to me, uh, that makes it kind of revelatory. So don't expect to be blown away intellectually or emotionally or to laugh your butt off on the first watch. It's not a tearjerker. It's more painfully depressing in a very cynical depiction of love. And, uh, it you know, although listed as a comedy, this is not a knee slapper. It's more of a, a form of raw and insecure kind of comedy, one that is brutal and still cleverly incisive. Also, the animation style. uh, You know, this is a a cheaply produced film, but I think that the way that it's done is both ugly and yet perfect for the kind of movie it is. It's deliberately creepy and off-putting because it is kind of an off-putting kind of film, and it it kind of, the, the characters reside deep in that kind of, uh, the, the uncanny valley where people are, are turned off by realistic representations of humans that are just a little bit off. Um, I think that it definitely is effective in that fashion. This is a very low key and often surreal work, and it's full of very intimate, vulnerable moments that leave a, in, in the way that it tells its story, a trail of breadcrumbs that, should you choose to follow them, may actually say something profound if you want to dig deeper at the odd things that occur within the course of the story and also reflect upon those feelings within your own life. And once you do arrive at the end of that trail, it is then that you might actually agree that Anomalisa is a truly remarkable film. Now, even if you never get there, and regardless of what your takeaway that comes from it because there's probably just as many people who will shut this film off within a few minutes and give it one star as there are who will watch it multiple times and give it five stars. I think that one thing should be abundantly clear. Charlie Kaufman is a voice of uniqueness, an anomaly in the world of the sameness of cinema. I'm going to give, and I, I watched this film uh twice and I, Enjoyed it much more the second time. It's a fairly short film, so you should be able to get through it. Um, not everybody's going to get through it the first time because of uh, some of the things that I mentioned. But uh, I'm going to give this film three and a half stars. And three and a half stars out of four means that it I feel that this is a solidly good film. And I would recommend it to anybody who is interested in uh, this kind of material. Certainly if you're a Charlie Kaufman fan, this is going to be right up your alley. Um, but also people who like very artistic and odd movies should find a lot to like here. It's very art house. It's not for the mainstream. Uh, if you go into this movie thinking that uh, just because people say that this is one of the best or even the best film of the year, uh, just know that this is definitely uh, a, a niche film. It is not really meant for uh, people uh, to bring their family to. This is definitely going to speak to people on a very intellectual and artistic fashion. And I think that um, you have to be on its wavelength. It's not going to come to your... It's not going to explain itself to you. You have to basically come up with your own explanation. As with most good art, it is that kind of movie. Three and a half stars for Anomalisa. It is uh, it's, it's a film that probably could go to four stars over time, but, uh, I'm not quite there yet. So now as I, as promised, I'm going to take a, uh, a few moments to talk about, uh, a comment that was left on iTunes. I got a one-star review and, uh, basically, uh, the person is Aoi Neko, uh, and basically the review is he rambled, used words incorrectly, mispronounced characters' names, sometimes calling them by the wrong name. The 10 other reviews of this podcast, I think I have 10 5-star reviews, must be friends of his. Skip it. Now, <laughs> the, uh, I, I will take that. It is probably a legitimate review. I probably do ramble on some of my film reviews, some more than others. Uh, I do use words incorrectly from time to time, which, uh, is part of the process of delivering off-the-cuff comments. Sometimes, I have a problem when I venture off of script, and I decided uh, sometime early on in the show's inception that I would actually um, just have notes instead of a, a script to read. And so it does cause some moments where I have a problem saying the right thing I might uh use the wrong verb tense or here and there and that does happen when I speak off the cuff. I'm much more of a a writer than I am a public speaker and um you know I'm kind of going against the grain by trying to deliver a podcast so that is a definite weakness of mine from time to time. I feel like I've gotten better and certainly those people who have listened to me over time a couple of people have commented that Uh, I seem to be getting a little bit more confident over time. I would say I'm 70% of where I really want to be. Um, certainly if you spoke to me in person, uh, I would be much more articulate than I am here because there is not not that artifice of a microphone in front of me and nobody to speak to in front of me to, uh, to, to deliver, uh, these lines to where I would, uh, I would know that the person on the other end is understanding me. Um, I may mispronounce character names from time to time. That is probably true, especially in films in which there are characters that have difficult names. Um, certainly, I think recently uh, the, I, I did struggle quite a bit in um, delivering uh, the, the Danish girl, um, partially because there is a character that changes sexes in the film or genders, uh, and also uh, you know I, I have a, a difficulty with uh, names of people from different countries that I don't, uh, that I'm not familiar with. And so I may call characters on the wrong name on a couple of reviews. I think that is not the norm. So I feel like Aoi Neko, um, you probably listen to one podcast out of the 150 or so. And well, that's probably enough to get rattled and get irritated by the fact that perhaps, um, I delivered a particular review in a manner that you didn't really care for and found it hard to listen to. Um, I would encourage you if you're still listening, it doesn't sound like you will be, but if you were to listen that, um, you should judge me on the totality of my reviews. Um, it's not for everybody, just like Charlie Kaufman's films are not for everybody. Um, but I think that if you enjoy hearing film reviews, um, then I, I encourage you to stick with it and hopefully I'll get better over time. Um Nako, I also um looked at your other reviews and you've only written on one other review on iTunes. So um I must have really ran- <laughs> I must have really uh, annoyed you to actually come out of the woodworks and give me a bad review. Uh the other review that you have here is for Gossip Girl uh season 1 and you gave that one 4 stars because you're a fan of Gossip Girl. So um, if I were to judge you based solely on that one review of Gossip Girl, um, I could say, you know, I could be very dismissive of you. I could, uh, point out that you have a typo in that, uh, review as well and say, well, this person is clearly, uh, you know, to skip this person's opinions on what they think of shows, because look, they have typos, they have, uh, they they like gossip girl which a lot of people consider to be kind of fluff television so therefore uh disregard this person's uh output from from here on out skip it skip this person's review but i don't choose to do things that way and i hope that you don't choose to do things that way either but you know everybody has a right to their own opinion not <laughs> and since i'm putting myself out there and judging others works uh, uh it's okay for you to do that with me I have a very thick skin. I'm willing. I've cal- I've been called every name in the book. I've been doing film reviews for 20 years now, and people will love it. People will hate it. You just get used to it, and you just plow on. And you know, if you're in the filmmaking industry, you know, it's you have to be inured to the kinds of things that the kinds of things that critics also say because of that. So, um, I thank you for actually taking the time to try to listen to one of my reviews. I'm sorry that it didn't meet up to your expectations in terms of, uh, name pronunciations, but, um, hopefully if you're listening, I hope that you'll stick with the show and maybe six months from now, listen to it again, and maybe I'll have improved. I certainly hope that I'm as good. I will be as good in the uh, realm of uh, podcasting as Gossip Girl is (laughs) to the realm of television dramas. So, um, thank you for doing that. And if you have an opinion of your own, I highly encourage you to go to iTunes and leave a review of your own. Um, and whatever, you know, you can leave a five-star review if you like the show. And if you can, if you hate me, you can leave a one-star review too, uh, just like Awe Nako did. And, um, and we'll leave it at that. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review and I will continue to deliver reviews on a mostly daily basis. So click the subscribe button if you enjoy the show and I will talk to you next time into the new year. Looking forward to another year of cinema. Hopefully 2016 will be just as good as 2015 because this was a very good year for films and I hope that you do agree. Until next time, thanks for listening and I hope that you enjoy your time whenever you go to the